Amen. Praise God. It's good to be back on Central Standard Time. Amen. And, uh, of course, my brain ain't figured it out yet, but anyway, here we go. God's good. Amen. You got your Bible, Proverbs, the 23rd chapter. We're so thankful the way the Lord keeps adding to the church daily. I pray God bring hungry people from everywhere. You know what? God's bringing hungry people to a place where they can be fed and restored, and we're so thankful for that. Amen. God has been so good to us. Amen. But we got to keep the lights burning. Amen. Also, prayer for Sister Frost's daughter in Bakersfield, California. She's on a ventilator right now. She needs, she needs the mercy of God. Amen. Why don't we pray for all these right now in the name of Jesus, God, help us. God, I pray that you would dispatch angels to wherever they're at, all over. That you would heal the sick, God, that you would... Raise them up as a testimony unto your goodness. That you would help them, God, and strengthen them. God, I know you're able. God, if it's your will, you could just speak the word and it happened, God. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. We love you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. It's good to have uh, our Brother Daniel, amen, he took a week off. Amen, he stressed everybody out by taking a week off. Amen. But we stress him out the other 51 weeks, so I guess he stress us a little bit. Amen. Proverbs 23 and 6, the Bible says, Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire thou his dainty meats. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. And the morsel which thou hast eaten, shalt thou vomit up and lose thy sweet words. Amen. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while. Amen. From this title, My Philosophy. Everybody say, My Philosophy. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Amen. Why don't you help me pray down some anointing in this house right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you, God. We praise you. Oh, you've been good to us, God. Ramahasatalabaha. Yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. Come on, why don't you join up with somebody if it's appropriate? Say, help me touch God right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we praise you, we love you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody shout, the devil's a liar. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. I got, they, we've announced stuff all day long. I got two more announcements. Amen. The Pillars Choir is aged 55 and up. 
they're going to practice tonight at 5 o'clock, and uh, they're going to sing next Sunday night. So practice tonight at 5 for the Pillars Choir singing next Sunday night. And I want to let you know that our texting system is down. The church did not give up on you. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> disfellowship you. Amen. Nobody got a text. So anyway, we're working on that. The deal is it's the government. Imagine that. It's the government. <laughs> anyway, forget about the government. What about my philosophy? Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hang with me for a minute. We're going we're gonna to have fun today. Is that all right? The Bible says, Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye. He began to study this evil eye. It's not, uh, it, the King James translators were accurate. It means evil eye, but... Really, what would be a better description in our modern-day English would be a stingy person, a Scrooge, a tightwad, a selfish person. The Bible said, don't eat the bread of him that is selfish. Don't even desire his dainty meats, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Amen. A lot of people uh, misconstrue and this, uh, twist this scripture to think that the Bible saying whatever you think is what you are or whatever and think you're rich and you're going to be rich. Let me, just, let me just teach you a little Bible study today what the Lord's trying to tell us in the word of God. Amen. He's saying there's a man that his, his heart is stingy and he's selfish. Amen. But his mouth begins to say this. Hello, friend. I'm so glad you showed up today. It just happens to be dinner time, and you're welcome to join me if you would like to. And look at all this stuff that I cooked and all this stuff that I bought and prepared. Why don't you just sit down and eat with me? That's what his words are saying. That's what his mouth is saying. That's what his thoughts are saying. Praise God. Amen. But down deep inside, there's something different happening. Because when you sit down to eat with that selfish man, every time you pick up a cracker, he's counting how much that cracker costed. And he's watching you. And every time you take a bite of a piece of steak, he's thinking, oh my, I paid $12 a pound for that. And man. And he can't enjoy you sitting down and eating with him because all he can do is think about how much milk and eggs cost. Amen. You know, you know what's happening is his words are saying one thing, but his heart is saying something different. Come on, can I preach to you for a little while? Hallelujah. These are very interesting scriptures. And in a perfect world, what people would say would be what they meant. Praise God. I said in a perfect world, whatever somebody said would be what they meant. Amen. But the Bible talks to us and teaches us from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible that you really don't know man because you don't know what he's thinking. Guess who does know man though? Hallelujah. Guess who knows the thoughts of man? Uh, 
Amen. Your creator knows not only he can't just hear what you're saying, but he knows the thoughts behind it. He knows whether you're telling the truth or not. I can tell you he knows the real you if you want to say it like that. Uh, Not the front you put on. Not the facade you try to show everybody. uh, But God's looking past your suit uh, and your pretty dress. uh, And he's looking down in your heart. uh, And he knows what you really think. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, we live in a time where you can listen to what people say, but you need to learn how to read between the lines also. Amen. You need to evaluate and think about what is really being said and what people really mean. I want to be a real man. Oh, God help. Did y'all miss me? God help us to be real men, real Christians that love everybody, not not talk sweet to their face and stab them behind their back, but we really love people. We really care for souls. Well, hallelujah. Man, if there's a discrepancy between what people say and what the fruit is, let me tell you, the fruit is what reveals the truth. They say words are cheap, but not always because there are some real people in this world. There are some true people that when they say something, they mean it. You know what I come to preach to you today? We're going to get those two things lined up. The Bible said, as a man thinketh, that's what he is. What the Bible's saying, you don't, don't listen to his words. Hey my, hey, my friend, I sure do love you. Sit down, let's eat apples together. And the whole time he's mad at you because you're taking his apples. So the Bible said, what he's thinking is what he really is. Not what he's... I don't know if y'all like this, but this is what God gave me. The Bible said just because somebody says something, uh, don't think that's what their heart's saying. Uh, because what their heart's saying is what they really is. Uh, so if they're telling everybody in town what a loser you are and how much they hate you and all that, and then they're loving on you. Praise God. Let, let me just preach a while. It's getting kind of quiet and there's no room to run the aisles so you're all out of excuses. Amen. Amen. His philosophy, his true feelings is what you need to learn to go by. Your philosophy is how you process things. It's it's who you really are. Praise God. I said it's who you really are. I heard a man uh, tell me one time that there was this guy that was Wanted to be a preacher, so he listened to preaching all day long. And he would memorize every word that this preacher, other, whoever it was, would say. And so he would rehearse it. And, and, and he would try and memorize what the preacher said, and then he would go preaching. That ain't who he is. 
That's just words coming out of his mouth. Amen. I want to be real as the day is long. Hey, if you can't tell somebody you love them without faking it, you need to get back on the altar till you can say it. You can't say, hey, man, I'm praying for you without lying. You need to get on the altar till you can say it without lying. Hey, man, you got to get to where the words coming out of your mouth uh, and the philosophy of your heart are merged together. Uh, why, Why are you preaching this? Because there's something about to happen. And it's called the rapture. And God, God's going to evaluate the words that came out of your mouth. Matter of fact, you're going to give an account for every idle word you ever spoke in your life. He's going to account for your words. And then he's going to look at your heart. Oh, Jesus. I want to be right. Hallelujah. This is what the Philosophy Foundation describes The word philosophy. It's a way of thinking about certain subjects such as ethics and thoughts, existence, time, meaning, value. It's a way of thinking that involves your responsiveness, your reflection, your reasoning, your reevaluation. And if I could just give it a Southwest Arkansas uh, definition myself, I would say it like this. It's the way you see things. The way you're programmed. Praise God. Everybody say the way I'm programmed. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. It's kind of quiet here today. Amen. I'm about to bring my son back and let him preach a while. The man in this story, his philosophy is, I'm not going to spend any money. I, this is who I am. I'm going to gather it all. And I'm selfish and, and, and I'm not going to help anybody. That's his philosophy. But he wants to appear like he's a real caring and loving person. So he says, hey, my friend. Man, I just finished dinner. I've got Raymond noodles. And they cost 29 cents a package. Eat all you want. And every time you crunch, click, he's thinking there's two more cents. I just wasted that two cents. His, his mouth and his philosophy were totally different. Well, praise God. Praise God. Man, the devil don't want no shouting going on here. Oh, yes, Lord. We don't care what the devil don't like. We're going to search our hearts right now. Hallelujah. Everybody say it was his philosophy. His philosophy was, I'm a Scrooge, I'm a tightwad, but I want everybody to think I'm a giver. Let me tell you, you can own, those things can only contradict for so long. You can't live a fake life forever. 
because the Bible said out of the abundance of the heart, uh, the mouth is going to speak. You can hide it and try and don't let anybody know who I really am. Uh, But when that heart gets full, there's going to come a day where it just... I don't know if y'all believe me. Jesus called them a generation of vipers. He said, how can ye being evil speak good things? He said, how can you with a, a philosophy of being evil? How on earth are you opening your mouth like you love everybody? I mean, that's what he was talking to the Pharisees about. And then he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to, it's going to spew out. Amen. Praise God. He said, a good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth. Good things. Is is this okay? Good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth. Evil things. Amen. Praise God. You know what? The best thing I figured out is just be yourself. If there's something wrong, don't... Don't don't try to put off something false or spin it. Amen. Just get real honest and find yourself an altar. I do it every day. God, please don't let me be myself today. Let me be like you. Nobody's going to like me if I act like myself today. But if I can pray and be like you... Oh, it's going to be revival in hot springs. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. So eventually, your real philosophy is going to show up anyway. It may not be till you have a flat tire. It may not be till somebody sits on your pew. Three come ons and one oh my. Eventually, what's down in your heart's gonna express itself. It may be because they whoop your grandchild. They're not whoop mine. That's why mine don't go here. I don't know. Praise God. You know what I say? Just change your philosophy. Just say, God, change me. One, two, three, four. Amen. Man, we cannot live a new life with God and still keep our old carnal philosophies. You have to allow God to change your thought processes. That's why this Bible said bring every thought into Captivity. He's saying, I want your old ways. When they come out, I want you to put them in jail. If you even start thinking like you used to think, I want you to incarcerate it. Don't let it. Don't let it have free reign. Don't let it grow. Don't let it multiply. Put it in jail. Life without. Don't ever let it out. Man. God help us. My philosophy before Christ was simply 
The reason I had nice stuff in my life was because I was a hard worker. My philosophy was that my nice home that I had was because I, I was a, a, a businessman. I knew how to make deals. My philosophy was everything that I'd acquired in my big, long 27 years, my, all my trucks and cars and homes and every, everything that I had was because I was so smart. That was my philosophy. And then they took it all. And when they took it all, God began to work on my philosophy. Let me tell you, hard work alone ain't going to make it work. You got to get the favor of God in your life. Amen. My philosophy changed when God began to deal with me. Amen. And I got a new one standing here right now today. And it's simply this. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, church. I want to change somebody in this place today. Amen. You know what you need to learn how to do? When everything's going good, you need to learn how to praise God. And when you ain't got nothing in your pockets, you ought to be able to praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Man, I'm going to shout if I got money. I'm going to shout if I ain't got nothing. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Amen. You know what? The church of the living God needs to learn how to be abased. And they need to learn how to abound. They need to learn how to have church when they ain't got nothing. When they're looking at a doctor's report that ain't right. When they're looking at illegal. When they're looking at trouble. They need to be able to praise God. When God fills your pockets up, heals your body, and takes care of your medical issues, uh, gives you the desires of your heart, you still need to be able to praise God. It's amazing. Some people can praise him when they're down. Yeah. When they're down, they want to sit on the front row and cling to every word and be the first one at the altar. Let God fix it, and they just start creeping. Praise God. I'm going to shout. Why? why? Well, it's my philosophy. It don't matter what happens down here. Amen. I didn't have nothing when I was born. I ain't going to take nothing with me. Don't get mixed up over things. We're going to a city whose builder and maker is God. Hallelujah. Everybody clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. And your philosophy is very important because it's going to determine whether you make it through the trials or you fall off the bandwagon. Amen. With the right philosophy, you won't get offended. You'll just keep on going. Come on, those that love his word are not offended, huh? Those that develop a philosophy of the word of God, uh, they're not the offended ones. Uh, They're not the quitters. Uh, They're not the ones that's got to be petted every day. (laughs) 
Philosophy means everything. Your true thoughts is who you really are. Y'all act like you're scared. Amen. What you think about and dwell on, that, 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 that's who you really are. And if you don't like it, change it. I said change it if you don't like it. You don't have to live with a messed up philosophy. You can open up your heart. I really believe old things are supposed to pass away and everything's supposed to be new. Including the way you deal with life. Two children from the same family. Crime, abuse, poverty, immorality. Two children born in the same home seeing the same thing. One child grows up and says, this is just who I am. This is my philosophy. This is how I was raised. I'm going to be poor. I'm going to be immoral. This is just who we are. Another child from the same family develops a different philosophy. Uh, Amen. I'm not going to raise my children the same way I was raised. Your last name don't determine what you're going to be like. Your thoughts are what determine who you're going to be. We, hey, 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 I'm trying to preach. Hey, I'm so tired of people using crutches and saying I can't help it. This is just my DNA. My, my mama did this and my grandpa did this and this is my crutch. No, you got a messed up philosophy. Hey, God changed people. God changed people. Let me tell you, when you get the Holy Ghost, you got a new family now. You're not part of what you used to be. When you got in church, you got a new culture, a new. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's not your last name that determines who you are. It's not what side of the tracks you grew up on that will determine who you are. But this Bible said, so as a man thinketh, is what he is. I got a real easy job today. All I got to do is get your thinking right. All I got to do is change the way you process things. And you're going to be victorious. Your philosophy is the way you look through everything. It's like a telescope. And it's the way you see it goes through your little telescope. And if everything that somebody says has to travel through the victim telescope. That's how you'll always see it. A man got mad one time and quit church, and and uh, I called him. I said, "Man, what's wrong?" He said, the, the, "Your people are disrespectful. They they said, don't sit here, sit right there." And I thought, I said, "Well, who would have said that? I don't know who, their names." I said, "Well, that ain't how that ain't how our church is. I'm telling you, they said, don't sit here, sit there." 
I ain't got time to talk to people like that. I'm going to go find me a nice church. So, Anyway, I thought, man, you're, you're seeing something wrong. I, I, I'm not getting the whole story. Let me tell you about stories. There's always like three sides. The side you heard, the other side, then the truth. And you sure can't get the truth without knowing both sides. So I went and got on the uh, camera. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God for cameras. They don't have any cousins. They don't have grandchildren. They don't have feelings. They just tell the truth. So help us camera. So what happened was, he come around on this side. And there was a lady sitting about where Sister Moody is. And it wasn't Sister Moody though. About where Sister Moody was. And it was a younger lady, a real nice lady. And he comes around and, uh, no, maybe she was sitting closer. And when she seen him sitting toward the back, this real nice lady comes over to him and says, hey, you can sit up there if you want to be closer. <laughs> Trying to help somebody. But if your philosophy is everybody wants to push me out, nobody loves me. Every word that's spoken will be somebody trying to push you. That ain't my philosophy. Praise God. And they come to me even mad at me. I say, what are you talking about? How could you be mad? Cain, why are you wroth? If thou doest well, will thou not also be accepted? Praise God. You're kind of quiet in here. You know, all you got to do is get your philosophy right. And you're going to make it all the way to heaven. You get your processor right. There's nothing going to offend you. You get your thoughts right. You're going to live the good life. Twelve spies go search out the land of Canaan. Ten of them come back. These are all cousins, right? It's all one nation. Tribes were just boys. and So they're all cousins. So they're all family. Same genetics. Twelve of them go to spy out the land. Ten of them come back and, and they say, man, we're grasshoppers. We look like grasshoppers next to them people in that land. I mean, that was their philosophy. They were looking at their own. Oh, if I can't do it, I don't know. Pretty big guy. Why don't we just stay out in the wilderness? But two of them had a different philosophy. Joshua and Caleb were in the same group, same genetics, same eating the same meals on the way, wearing the same clothes from J.C. Penney's probably, same sandals from T.J. Maxx, and walking the same pathway, and same family reunion, eating manna every day. They say if you eat the same thing every day, you'll start looking like you ever heard that. Eating the same thing, drinking the same thing. Ten of them said, there ain't no way. 
But two of them had a different philosophy. Two of them said, you know what? We can well possess the land. Let us go up at once. You know what? Two of them had a philosophy of, if God gives you a promise, it's yours. God, help us change the way we think right now. Amen. When God begins to deal with you and tell you things, don't look at the giants in the land. Don't look at what it'll take to get it. Just realize if God said it, that's my house over there. That's my land over there. That's my vineyard. God promised it to me. Come on, everybody, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So listen to this. Your philosophy is established by the people you allow in your life. Praise God. The words you hear, the books you read, the things you experience, Prayer means you have or don't have. Your philosophy is created by all these things that you you choose. You choose who your friends are going to be. Amen. I got well, hallelujah. Amen. I got friends all over this world. Amen. But I don't want to hear a bunch of garbage. If I talk to you and I feel like I need a bath when I'm done or I need some Listerine to wash out my mouth, you ain't the one I want to be around. Why? Because the people you are around will help shape your philosophy. Amen. And if you get a philosophy of somebody else that hates everybody... Gossips about everybody. Complains about everything. Well, you just see the looks I'm getting right now. Understand when you sit, you may think you're doing God's work by staying on the phone. Yes. 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 Let me do that. You don't have to do that. Amen. It's my calling to have to say, yes, yes, yes. The difference between me and you is that God has given me a special calling to be a shepherd. My philosophy ain't going to get all messed up. (laughs) You don't want to do that. Let me deal with all the problems. Refer them to me and I got a feeling I won't ever get a call. Your philosophy is developed by the things you allow your eyes to see. By what you allow your ear to hear. By the the people you follow. Boy, I might could hang out here for a while. Amen. Be careful on that social media who you follow 
Amen. Everybody on social media has got their own ministry. From what I've seen, it's a ministry of devils. Griping and complaining and dividing and separating. And... Praise God. Hallelujah. And we allow people and things and places and experiences to shape our philosophy. Man, so people come to church and they may be as dysfunctional as they can come. You may have come from a dysfunctional family, dysfunctional jobs and careers and churches and all kind of things. And people may walk in all messed up. And let me tell you, there's got to be a point where you allow God to start changing that. If you hold on, you, you can't pray through the Holy Ghost and then hold on to your own way of old thought processes. And Well, this is how we deal with people because we're moches. No, this is how we deal with people because we're the family of God. We, we, we're not like that anymore. Amen. You got to allow God to start shaping you. You know what I figured out? And this is what, and this is who I was, and obviously this is how a lot of people begin. My pastor told me, he said, when I, when I first started pastoring, if I heard there was problems, I'm just to wherever they're at. Straighten it up and tear it up. You know what he said? He said, I destroyed more people. By just, he says, this is who I was. I'm going to fix you. You're not going to do that. And he said, you know what I figured out? If I just go back to the church and I would get under that pew. And I'd just start praying. He said, I saved more lives. My philosophy is I'm just going to get under that pew. People get mad at me because I don't. He just ignored me. I didn't just ignore anybody. I've got a philosophy that may be different than some people's. Amen. I realize that a lot of stuff that would come out of my mouth if I wasn't buried up. So you know what I do? I go get under a pew. And I let God give me a little, sometimes a little parable. And then I say, God, if you'll just give me a door of utterance where I can say it. You know what? Time may rock on a little bit and, and I get the chance. That person say, well, what, what do you think about? You know, this is what I think. If I were you, and I'd give him a parable just like God gave it to me underneath the pew. I've been holding it for six months. Thank <laughs> Lord, please let him come tempted. You know what? And it always works. Did you know a soft answer? You know what it does to wrath? It turns it away. Two people were fighting one day. They was about to kill each other. I don't even remember who the two were. That's how much I pay attention to stuff. And uh, they were about to kill each other. And so one of them calls me and tells me about the big fight. 
And uh, if it's you, I'm not talking about you because I don't remember who it was. So I said, well, I can tell you one thing that was not, did not happen. What's that? There wasn't one soft answer that was given. Or there wouldn't have been a fight. There may be disagreements and people have to work stuff out. Uh, misunderstandings, it happens all the time. It happens in my house. My wife says, uh, are we going anywhere Friday? I've already told you three times. You know what I'd like to say? I don't think you told me one time. I think you thought you told me. But I'm afraid she put up one of them audio things in the house where it would record. So I said, all right, well, praise God. Friday it is, whatever. People misunderstand people all the time. You know what? I'm sort of rambling, but I got a lot to preach. But anyway, you know, when people come to me and, and there's problems, if I start asking them, so they said what? And what did you say? And then what, what did they say? And then I take the other person. Usually they didn't even know what each other said. And it really gets messed up when there's somebody in the middle. One of the greatest lessons I ever learned was in kindergarten. I don't even know if the lady knew what she was teaching us. But there was like 25 kindergartners, and she thought it was a game. She sat us all in a circle. And she whispered in one of them's ear on the right-hand side, uh, brown monkeys eat bananas on Sundays. And she said, now, I want you to whisper it into the ear of the next person. So we get to the last one and say, what did I say? Uh, alligators eat fish on Wednesdays at the buffet or something. And I thought, well, that's strange. I was a little kid and I thought, that's weird. That's not what she said. And then I started pastoring. Take me back to kindergarten, dear Lord. To... Praise God. I got another philosophy. That's probably not what they meant. If they, even if they did say that, I don't think that's what they meant. But if you're looking through that telescope of everybody hates me. Oh, yeah, they said, I promise, Pastor. They've been after me since the day they walked through that door. This is nobody after anybody. I pastor everybody in this building, just about. Well, there's a few. I pastor most everybody in this building. I know everybody. And I know that everybody came to this church because they wanted Jesus. They didn't come to get you. They're looking for God. Hallelujah. Anyway, praise God. They took my clock out and put a camera. I don't know what that means. Anyway, thank the Lord. Amen. I got a philosophy. I want to tell you this philosophy. I believe you can pray your way through anything. I said I believe you can pray your way through anything. You know why I believe that? Because God spoke that to me one night on a Monday night prayer meeting. I was sitting right over here. Amen. And Sister Holly was going through something. And, 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 I, and I got up and I walked around. She's just praying her heart out right here. And God spoke to me. Tell her. She can pray her way through anything. So I went over and told her, Sister Holly, you can pray your way through anything. And then I got to thinking, you know what? If she can, 
I know I can. If she can, I know you can. If she can, God is no respecter of persons. You can pray your way through anything. I wish you'd get this philosophy down deep in you. It don't matter what trouble comes your way, what trial comes your way. Don't get down. Don't get discouraged. Don't, don't flake out. Go to prayer meeting and pray until it breaks. About 40% believe that, but you'll get your chance later. Hallelujah. Lord, help me, Jesus. Too much to preach. I've got another philosophy, and it's simply this. I'm a child of the king. Hallelujah. Man, if you ever get this settled in your spirit, you're looking through the lens of I'm a child of the king. And you weigh everything out through that lens, through that philosophy. I'm a child of the king. When the devil says, God don't love you. You say, you're an idiot. I'm a child of the king. If you get it in you, it's written in your heart. It's how you process things. I'm a child of the king. It makes you look at everything different. Huh? Praise God. It's on my way back from Boise. Don't you love airplanes? This thing says, uh, your flight is delayed. I think it was one hour. A minute later, it said four hours. Then it said five hours. And then it said it was going to depart Boise after I was already supposed to depart Denver. So you know what? I was getting to spend 24 hours in the airport. So they worked it all out where I could fly that late that night to San Francisco, to Chicago, to Little Rock, world tour. And I thought, God, you're a, I'm a child of the king, so you got a reason for this. I didn't know if that plane was going to crash or what, but I think like that. I'm a child of the, if problems come my way, God's got a reason. I'll be the guy. You can delay my flight and I'll do what you need me to do and not throw a fit and kick everybody. In. So I walk up to the ticket counter. It's all the people that have a problem with connecting flights have to get in this certain line. I'm sitting in this line. This lady comes up behind me. Hey, where are you from? Well, I'm from Hot Springs. Where are you from? I'm from uh, Nampa, Idaho. Really? Well, I just preached there yesterday. Really? Where did you preach? I preached at Bible Pentecostal Church. Really? Who's that? So you're a preacher. Where do you, where, where's your church? Uh, how, do, how do I look it up? I had my handy-dandy bag right there, and I pulled out a church card and handed it to her. We talked about Jesus for 30 minutes standing in line. She said, I'm going to watch your service. She may be watching right now. Hey, God, if you got to mess my, 
I'm a child of the king. I'm here to do your will, Lord. Guy right behind her in line said, where are you from, sir? I said, I'm from Hot Springs. He said, well, my goodness, all my family's from Benton, Arkansas. Reached out in my handy black bag, pulled out another church card. Said, when you coming? He said, next time I'm in town to see him, I'm going to come see you. It don't happen if I'm on my way to Denver. It happens standing in line. I'm a child of the king. It's all, it's all how you look at life. You can look at it and get mad about everything if you want to. Or you can say, guess what? God, you're in this somehow, some way. I've always said my whole life, whatever line I go to at Walmart, it stops. The computer blows up. Praise God. God, I I, want to be the guy. I'll go to whichever line you want me to go to. But some people are so worried about getting mad about everybody that God couldn't use you to do anything. Praise God. It's getting kind of quiet in here now. Hallelujah. Let me look at my phone. I've got five minutes before I have to start borrowing time. Let me see if I can do this. I've got another philosophy that all things work together for good to them that love God. I said all things work together for good. What are you talking about? There may be some things that ain't good that happen, but it's working together for good. So you can get mad at God. Why do you always do this to me? Or you can say, there's something about to be good around here. Something. I might back up a minute. Praise God. Think about if you had a philosophy that said, whatever happens to me is going to happen for good. Amen. Whatever I go through, it's going to work. It's going to be all right. What if you were looking through that lens? I'm a child of God. It ain't because I'm cursed. It's all going to work. Oh, praise God. You know what it do? it make you change your attitude. You'd enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with... You'd walk in and you'd be shouting. You may need an answer, but you're going to shout. Why are you shouting? Because it's all going to work out. God's going to do it. Hallelujah. So this is what, praise God. I got, I got so much to preach, maybe I'll preach it tonight. Hey, they put the clock up there. Praise God. They're scared. <laughs> Hallelujah. It took a good, it's all going to work together for good, don't worry. I got another philosophy that says this, I'm above. I'm not beneath I'm going over. 
You ever heard that? Maybe a thousand times. It's my it's how I believe it. I'm not just, I believe it. I'm going over. I'm not going under. Amen. Man, you may see to give me five more minutes and I'm done. Praise God. But this is what's got to happen to you. you. You've got to allow the word of God to change your philosophy. The word of God has to change your mental attitude. That's why everybody needs one of these at home. If you ain't got one, let me know. But if you would let, if you would read this thing, and you would study this thing, if you ain't got time to sit down and read, put your earphones in and listen to it driving down the road. But this is what will change your philosophy from what you were to what God wants you to be. You've got to let the word change you. You've got to believe the word. You can't just read it like it's a history book. You've got to read it like it's your promise book. Amen. Like it's your personal book of promises. And then you've got to take your promises and do something with them. David knew the word of God. Amen. And when he was out there protecting those sheep, I'm telling you, you do not grab hold of a bear unless you know God's with you. <laughs> Amen. You do not grab hold of a lion unless you know you've got the philosophy. He's with me. <laughs> you are right. Yeah, I'm about to grab this thing. And he won a battle by believing that word. He had a philosophy, I'm not going to lose one sheep. I don't care how big it is coming against it. I'm not losing one. When the bear comes, let me tell you what whipping a bear will do for you. It kind of make you feel like me and Jesus is the stuff. You, you don't... You don't want to come against me and Jesus. And it did something. It solidified a philosophy in him that God is with me. And when that bear come, you didn't think twice. I don't know which one's first. It don't matter. I mean, I'm telling the story like I want to right now. He didn't think twice. He just grabbed it. Let go. Why? He had this philosophy. I'm doing God's will, and he's going to help me. He's not going to let me down. So what winning does, what kicking the devil in the teeth does, what winning victories over trials and overcoming and praying until you win, what it does, it does something in your head. Yes, he is for me. That's why you can't be a quitter. If you always quit, you'll always be a quitter until you stand up and say, I'm going to win. 
David had the mentality, if, I've got, if God be for me, I feel sorry for anybody against me. So when he walked up into the camp of the army to go see his big brothers and take them cheese and crackers, hey, what are y'all doing? Here's some cheese and crackers. Blah, 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 blah. Who's that uncircumcised Philistine? What's his problem? Praise God. No fear. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. When you get this full out, God's with me. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. It's going to do something in your mind. And when you're giving cheese and crackers to your brothers. What's going on, army man? And you turn around and you see the enemy of God mocking the, the armies of God. You say, I'll take care of this. Oh, you're, no, you can't do it. You're, you're just a youth. This big old thing, he's been a warrior since his youth. And you're just a youth. Let me tell you a story. I've got this philosophy. Let me tell you how I think. I was way on the backside of the desert. And a big old lion came. And God was with me. And I whipped him. And I whipped the bear. And this big old whatever. God's going to take care of him too. Can I help somebody today? You're looking the wrong direction. You're looking at the, the report from the judge or the report from whatever. You're looking at how big the enemy, you're looking at how little the bank account is. And you're worried about how big the pile of bills are. When you need to be looking toward God. If he did it before, he'll do it again. When you get the philosophy, my God is more than enough. Hey, it ain't just a song I sing. It's in my heart. He's going to provide for me. Come on, stand together with me. Amen. God, help us today. I'm going to quit. Amen. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord together. Oh, come on, I want you to earnestly pray. Come on, pray, God, change me. Come on, a man is built from within. Come on, if you're built from within. Come on, church, what's on the inside is what you really are. And if it ain't right, you got to get it right. God will change you. God will help you. God will change your thoughts. A few victories. Come on, it's amazing what one touch of God can do. The thing you're so worried about. One touch of God. Turn it all around. Come on, I wish some prayer warriors would help me pray right now. God, change it. 
Come on, I feel Jesus reaching in his big old arms with his gentle hands. I feel Jesus pulling on people, saying, Let me change you. Let me help you. Come unto me, all ye that labor are heavy laden. Jesus said, I want to give you rest. Come on, you don't have to be troubled. You don't have to live in fear. Let God change your thought process. Let him change the way you see life.